0: We're back with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford. Come right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts. Plus also, as well, inside sports, fantasy football. Since the Lakers sucked today and I had a lot of time on my hands, I recorded an inside sports Fantasy football with Chris Lardieri. So go ahead and check out our thoughts on the NFL playoffs. In fact, during the show, I will ask Magic Man and Joe Soro if he hops on, so I know he's still under the weather. I will ask them about their thoughts on this weekend's game. So go ahead and check out Chris and my thoughts on Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Plus, also as well, of course, you know, Laker Tom. And Jamie Sweet are not happy campers. So go ahead and check out what they have to say at Lakerholics.com. Plus, of course, our good friend, Joe Sorrow, Ox1947. You know if he's going to be able to come on, he's got a rant coming up because you know he's pissed off at what the Lakers did today. So go ahead and check out what he's doing as Ox1947 at LakersBall.com. And, of course, his company, SimBlades. SimBlades with the Y.com as he enters in right now. Also go ahead and check out our good friends. That's Lakers and Five, Empire Jeff TV, Larry Lakers Dribbling Chit Chat, Daniel Berry Sports Highlights, Lakers Corner, and also as well, the John McCain channel. Please support those great channels. And speaking of supporting a great channel, please, if you have not yet already, like, subscribe, follow, whatever you can do to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. We are that small Lakers channel. That's getting up there. But we need your help to build a better audience, to build a larger audience. We have a tremendous audience, but we always want to get bigger and better. So please, you can help with that by liking and subscribing to everything that we do right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Well, the Lakers come in tonight in a key battle in the Western Conference, looking to hop over the Phoenix Suns as they came into town to the Crip. We're expecting a charged offense, some... Really great energy tonight. The Lakers had a day off, so literally heading in a two-game win streak. Some confidence came back, but lo and behold, the Phoenix Suns, who were still here off their other game in Clipperland, they were here, and they got a chance to get some, I guess, uh, some time off, and they took it to good advantage with the big three, Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, and Devin Booker all in the lineup they proceeded to dismantle the Los Angeles Lakers from the get-go, from the start. It actually started off ugly, and it didn't get any better. At one time, the Phoenix Suns were leading by well over 30. The Lakers did whittle it down behind the inspired play of two-way player Skylar Mays. And despite all the stuff that's going on, you know that D'Angelo Russell ain't happy. You know that the Lakers... Should not be happy, but they're all laughing up on the sidelines outside of Austin Reeves. But the Lakers pull out another terrible effort, got out coached, and got outplayed, and a 127-109 loss, bringing them back down to 19-20. and 20. They are now tied with Utah in the Western Conference. I believe that they're tied for 10th, if I'm not mistaken. So they fall down as far as two tenth in the Western conference with Utah jazz and here today to discuss all this. I got some great guys here for you. They've got a rant coming up. They've got their feelings. They got to share first up first man here. He's the madman from Toronto. He did get out of Toronto traffic to stop on by to watch this mess who I truly appreciate him heading up our playback.tv coverage. Cause I couldn't. And then after a while, I don't think anybody's wanted to go ahead and, Head up that coverage because it was a train wreck tonight. But Henry Hill was there. Laker Nick was there. And Joe Sora was there. It is the Magic Man, Sean Grice. And Sean, great to have you here. Great to have everybody watching right now or on our simulcast for playback. Your thoughts on this misery. I mean, from the get-go, we saw they were just outclassed. And I understand people go to, well, see, this is what happens when you have a big three. This is what happens when you have a big three. Tonight, we saw Phoenix, who has had a really lackluster season so far. You see what they can do when they have all three of their top players in the lineup and playing as well as they did tonight. It doesn't help when the Lakers suck in return.
1: Well, I mean, you it was a monstrosity um, wrapped up in a turd. That was on fire. It was that was as big of a turd fire as I've seen in a long time, Gerald. And quite frankly, I'm not surprised. Unfortunately, I'm not surprised. Um, the key moment for me as to why I'm going to say this again, and Gerald. I don't give a rat crap if anybody's feelings are hurt. Darvin Ham is a very stupid head coach on the floor. The Lakers and Suns are both coming out of a TV timeout. Austin Reeves is the primary defender on Kevin Durant. Not not off a cross switch, not off a mismatch, not even off a scramble. It was a designed defensive set where Darvin Ham specifically said, Austin, you're on KD. He is a moron. He is a moron. He really is on a moron on the court, Gerald. I'm not to, I'm not talking about the man's disposition as yeah, a, I know as a and person. once you
0: clarify that I'm in agreement with you.
1: I'm yeah, I'm one. not talking about his disposition as a man or a person. I'm talking about on the court. He's he's a goddamn idiot. He's he's not very smart. He is actually stupid. And the issue beyond that is there is nobody who is willing to pat him on the on the shoulder and say, yo. Darvin, you really sure you want to put Austin on KD? Are you really sure about that? Because Jared Vanderbilt is just standing in the corner over there. He's standing in the corner, and he's guarding Grayson Allen. Do you do you maybe think you want to switch? No. These, this man has hired nepo, nepotistic, uh, green behind the gills, non-threatening chumps to be his assistant. And again, I'm not disrespecting Damari Carroll as a person. I'm not disrespecting Chris Chent as a person. I'm not disrespecting Phil Handy as a person. I'm saying you guys collectively are garbage as coaches. You're garbage. You really are. The, pro- the what we're seeing as a product is garbage, is a result of a reflection of your your ill preparation, your ill adjustments, and your ill ability to just self critique. Everybody's laughing it up, Gerald. It, it it's it's you know I I didn't realize that um uh performing bad professionally. Would cause everybody to, you know, be in stitches. Uh, you, you know, when when Amazon has a bad day, Gerald, uh, I could tell you for a fact that coworkers are smiling, and laughing, and hey, high five! Yeah, we didn't meet our quota today. Nope. But for these guys, it's all it's all laughs all the time. I'm getting paid regardless of whether we perform well or not. I'm a Laker. I get the perks regardless because and I'm just going to say this again that crowd is so corporate is corporate it's more corporate than corporate they finally start booing after almost 40 after almost 20 games of this garbage exactly find, like thank god people, they didn't have like, us there you all you season ticket holders you got you guys are the biggest bunch of saps with disposable income I've ever seen, I would rat. I would rather spend. Um, uh, I'm not gonna go there. Uh there are many different ways to spend money wisely yeah. than going to going to a Lakers home game at this point because it's it's garbage. It's garbage. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pay. How much is beer at Staples again, Gerald? It's like eighteen bucks.
0: It's yeah, in that range.
1: Yeah, I'm not gonna pay for. Uh, Piss, piss, warm beer, at eighteen dollars, so I can watch, uh, Jared Vanderbilt miss a layup five times in a game. He's
0: supposed to be in the dunker spot. The guy can't even dunk. He can't shoot threes. It's it's awful. It's disgusting.
1: Max, Matt uh, Cormick Christie. I'm gonna call him by his Christian name because you were not a Max. Max is a cool name. Every Max I know including my, my uh, childhood dog, were cool. Cormick cannot finish at the rim, Gerald. He can barely finish putbacks. He missed two point-blank offensive rebound putbacks, and he missed a basic bounce pass, Gerald. And who the said this basic...
0: guy can play defense again?
1: Yeah, I mean, Rodell? Rodell?
0: Yeah, he was bad. Fly fly
1: away, Rodell. Fly fly away. No, no, no. Rodell's
0: he's on vacation. He's no 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 no. I'm
1: no 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 no. He gets the Danny McBride from me from This Is the End. That's where I want Max Christie to go fly fly away.
0: But even his game was better by any standards compared to what we saw from from some of the guys there. You know, just poor performances all around. And if there, they, there is no
1: Laker tonight, Gerald, that deserves any kind of praise, no one,
0: yeah. Well, Skylar Mays, the Skylar Mays, uh, you know, I guess, uh, era is here now, here, so five of six down by
1: 28. You're gonna give Skylar Mays props.
0: No, I'm not, just all not right, tight. thank you, you very just, much. I was being facetious in that statement, yeah. But once again, the Lakers uh, do lose <laughs> 127 to 109, also here today. Is a very angry man indeed after watching this dumpster fire of a game. Makes the worst for everybody out there. Do you realize on Saturday we go to one of the high, you know, we go on the road for one of the few road games after we've lost three of five home games? We go on the road to play one of the hottest teams in the NBA and a team we're tied with now in Utah. It is Joe Sorrow, and Joe, the scenario does not get any better for Lakers. He thought two wins in a row. Maybe they could start putting some pieces together. Unfortunately, they just threw those pieces out the window with a trashy, trashy game today.
2: You know, based off Coach Darko's commentary, I actually didn't have much to disagree with on on the refereeing, obviously. Uh, I think Toronto got hosed in the last game. The only thing I think he was kind of getting a little crazy about was scotty barnes being a you know mvp like type player he's not but he was angry like you should be because the product is trash and we benefited from it so we didn't care right but tonight you didn't see a referee problem you didn't see a competitive problem you saw a basketball team that shouldn't call itself a professional basketball team. It is led by a complete lack of cohesion, complete lack of intelligence, complete lack of just overall uh, spirit for anything productive in in terms of basketball. Uh, You had two guys that were out tonight that actually played pretty well in the previous game out with a migraine. Christian
0: Wood migrained.
2: I'll I'll, I'll, I'll name it.
0: Okay.
2: Christian Wood out with a migraine. It's not the first time a Laker player has been out with a migraine. And then the half-inch hit elbow on Cam Reddish's mouth apparently put him in some kind of fake I don't know. Concussion protocol.
0: Facial contusion was the actual My
2: disdain for everything that I hate is what is, is 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 justified. It is justified. Most who know us will understand. Those who don't won't, but
1: Gerald, I'm, I'm, excuse me, Joe, is not that a facial laceration? Let not me finish.
2: Question? There's, I'm trying to say this calmly because I've been yelling for two shows and I'm, I think people need a break. This is, this is the epitome of what losers do. It doesn't matter if you're rich. doesn't matter if you're successful. I put quotes in the air on that one. In life. You don't come to work you know, while people pay their hard-earned money to watch a game or spend three hours of their life watching you play. You give them this product, and then what you do is you start teaching everyone that this is the way it is. And that's what we are now. We're just a mediocre crowd watching a mediocre product. We all deserve what we're watching because we're not doing anything about it. The end. This
1: is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers
0: Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Bring me all of the Star Trek all of the time, and I will be an incredibly happy girl. Even if it's terrible. It's like pizza. Bad pizza is still pretty good because it's pizza. Bad Star Trek is still pretty good because it's still Star Trek. That's the way that I look at it. Just let it sit in the refrigerator for a day and be cool. That's it. Yep. Yeah. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so it's left knee soreness. Okay, because I know according to earlier, it was like listed as facial laceration, uh, but it left knee soreness, because that's something that has been bothering in and out of the year for Cam Reddish. That's why he didn't start the second half. Okay, so... Left knee soreness, Magic Man. Left knee soreness.
1: Gerald, even our med-
0: even our training staff is mid. My knees are sore sitting here three hours a day. I still get up and go do what I need to do.
1: Yeah, and I'm paying, as-
0: If I was paid millions of dollars, Magic Man, not including the $500,000 bumper I got in Vegas, I would make sure that my knees feel good enough you played the damn game in the second half
1: i don't believe that no oh, joe you should eat a kit kat you'll feel a lot better
2: uh kit kats the last decade have tasted like pure
1: uh yeah well he had to he had to he, had to, he just had to go there
2: didn't he I
0: like the kit kats i'm sorry yeah they used, to,
2: they used to be good they changed them they did changed they gerald them.
0: Uh, if they have, I'm not aware of it, but yeah, okay, whatever. I just like because Gerald you doesn't what he eats. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> and you don't think when you speak? How different is I'm that? Thinking,
2: <laughs> I'm thinking. I think all the time. I just sometimes that's the problem. You know, that, yeah. What are you thinking about? That's. I'm thinking about what I'm saying.
1: Uh huh. Anyway.
0: But uh. magic man, it just. Just the excuses—they're flying left and right, my friend. I mean, calf strain, and then I hear Darvin Ham saying, "Oh, he's progressing nicely. He's had a good day. If he had such a good day, why didn't Rui play in the damn game?" Magic Man, I want to hear your thoughts, on that.
1: <sighs> Gerald. This, cl- this cliche, um, professional. I'm gonna use I'm gonna use a a, a good term here, Gerald. I'm not gonna go I'm not gonna go rogue on you. Bulljive. Progressing nicely, like what are we? Are like are we in office space or something? Like where where you know you have to literally suck all the life out of language, Gerald, because that's what he's done. It, it he has no personality like darvin ham is a is a potato with his hands in his pockets the way he speaks no personality uh no emotion passion anger there is no emotion
0: yeah.
1: his hands are in his pockets or he's scratching his head he is in over his head and everybody can see it. And I think Gerald, ultimately, here's here's what we need basically most casual who aren't in our comment section but and aren't our subs to know. At this point in time, if Rob Polinka doesn't know that Darwin Ham was the wrong choice, then he needs to be gone too.
0: Well we did get to see him though.
1: He he was, was up there in the he was in attendance so he saw he saw, fir- saw first hand um if he doesn't recognize that he that darvin ham is a bad coach then he needs to go too because at this point it's beyond the pale that this guy is still coaching the Los Angeles Lakers he is ill-prepared this is this is the 32nd time Gerald, 32nd time that the Lakers have lost the first quarter 32 times also it just goes to show that he is he is ill-mannered in how he adjusts again I brought we brought up the Austin Reeves situation like why and nobody is willing to to ask these questions, Th- this is why these this is why these problems persist and pervade and penetrate us, Laker fans, Gerald. Because nobody is willing to ask these questions. And Reggie Miller, I got something for your lispy ass. There we go. I got something for your lispy ass. You know what, Reggie? You might be a Hall of Fame player, but as as far as I'm concerned, I've been watching basketball for 30 years. You and Clyde Drexler are the two biggest overrated Hall of Famers in NBA history. You played in six finals games, and you, you couldn't beat the Knicks and the Bulls to save your life in the same playoff series. But you're considered one of the best clutch players ever. You're considered in the same class as Jerry West, who played in... Uh, If I'm not mistaken, Gerald, he played about 50, 50 more finals games than you ever did, Reggie. And you're considered to be with Michael Jordan as a clutch player, even though Mike has six titles. Reggie, you go blow it where the sun don't shine oh, well, you know, these Laker fans, uh, you know, they're criticizing Darvin Ham, and, and last year they were singing his praises in the playoffs. No, we weren't. No, we weren't. That's erroneous, you dumb, you dumb-dumb. You know, I think sometimes, Gerald, guys who grow up at Palisades, California, they stare at the sun too long. Steve Kerr, Reggie Miller. I mean, a couple of boneheads, if you ask me. And quite frankly, again, nobody nobody calls them on this stuff. Nobody, like, why why aren't like why aren't that that uh, um, little toady, Trevor Lane, and his little buddy Anthony Irwin, or Mike Trudell, or Scoo- Scooter Geeter, whatever his name is, nobody's willing to ask these questions. Nobody. Like, why aren't they defending the Lakers? Why aren't they going at Reggie Miller and saying, Reggie, no no, Laker fans were praising Darvin Ham. Do you know why? Because they want access too, ladies and gentlemen. They want that access. And they are willing to say and do whatever it takes for the Lakers to continue to give them that access. And that means withholding their authenticity, and truth. That's why they're frauds. And I'm calling them frauds again. Trevor Lane, you're a fraud. Anthony Irwin, you're a fraud. Everybody at Time Warner, you are so full of yourselves, other than Robert Ori, because at at least Big Shot, he keeps it real. But everybody gets in line and is a toady for Genie. And that's a shame, because in this world, at least not in uh, fake L.A., authenticity matters.
0: Once again, it is the Lakers' fast break. The Lakers do lose 127-109. to They follow a 19-20, tied for 10th place in a Western Conference with the Utah Jazz, who coincidentally may meet on Saturday in Utah. So, Joe, I ask you this. The Lakers, they got their ass kicked from the first quarter to the fourth quarter And then you see in the fourth quarter the glad-handing and everybody's laughing it up and enjoying themselves. Reeves aside, Reeves actually did look like he'd actually gotten pounded, which he did because he was terrible on the defensive end again. So your thoughts, my friend, when you see how much fun they're having, especially after the game or even during it as they were getting beaten by 30, it just makes you even more disheartened as a, as a Lakers fan that that we know the gravity of the situation but seemingly they don't
2: they know the gravity who says they, they don't, don't seem to care it's called they don't care because they can go back and say well it's this other person's fault that's the leadership you have on the Lakers they've been they're content on being mediocre without really telling themselves that they are mediocre. Uh, Darvin Hamm actually isn't mediocre. He's worse than mediocre, but the mentality of the team, the leaders of the team, quote-unquote, whoever that is, are allowing this to continue. Again, the lack of stars on this team, uh, there's, there's two of them. Uh, the Lakers should not be playing this bad when you have that kind of talent on the team. Go ahead, Sean.
1: I have a question for the panel and for the comment section. How many men are actually in that Lakers locker room? Men like men. I'm not, ta- I'm not, you know what I'm talking about. So good question, I w- I would qualify LeBron as one. Anthony Davis? Nope. Rui? Yes. Austin Reeves? Nope. D'Angelo Russell? Nope. Cam Reddish? Nope. Jared Vanderbilt? Nope. Christian Wood? Nope. Darvin Am?
2: It's, uh the definition of man has changed the last three i'm four talking years.
1: i'm talking you know what i mean
2: yeah well somebody I, I'm gets
1: not, somebody gets up starts speaking and everybody joins con- a, everybody joins word. a concentric circle because everybody needs to pay attention to what this man's word the wrong word
2: take. it's it's the leadership we've talked about this well, for that, a few that, weeks it now. takes a man to be a leader joe okay so they're not they're boys right other than the LeBron, I would say yes. Okay. So we're not going crazy here. Everybody's in agreement that these guys are not really adult men. They're adolescent boys. Yes. Okay. And we're supposed to have these guys that are tough guys like Darwin Ham, be the men of the group, correct? Yes. Okay. They're not because they can't control the boys, just like most of these lame-ass parents who can't control their own kids. So that makes sense. I can buy that. Um, yeah, it's the it's the. I think the the young punks like my cousins. They uh, they like to use the word boomer, even though I can boom their ass into an, into a different dimension if they really wanted to throw down. Um, of course, their face drops when they say that. I'm like, you can't call someone a boomer who can whoop your ass. Like you gotta wait till they're in their 80s, you know. But anyways, the the boomer thing or the old man get off my lawn thing you know that was a cute thing about probably 10 maybe 20 years ago uh no i don't think you can use that anymore now that i think about it because we do have pussy ass sort of men these days because that's what's being taught that we need to be like and then now the ones who are not like that become more angry, and become more aggressive so that we can even the playing field out. Not because I got to inflate my ego. My ego is already bigger than all your houses put together. That's already there. I'm just trying to even out the testosterone because 99% of your damn testosterone has turned into estrogen. You're too busy crying about everything and whining to your parents because... Most of the people out there are still living with them. So what is a guy who's still living with his parents going to tell me who I am? The guy who's living with his parents in his 30s is calling me a boomer, calling me a guy who's yelling about getting off my lawn. I'm like, mother, mother. God, I almost said it.
1: I'm like,
2: like, you live with your parents. You don't even have a lawn. You don't even have a lawn for you to tell me, for me not to tell you to get off my lawn. Okay. So that's where we're at. The only difference is you got these kids who got the genetic lottery, who can jump out the building, who are seven feet tall, who can dribble a basketball, making millions of dollars because they've had their ass kissed since 12 years old, yet they've been compromised and they've been told that they weren't going to make it, yet they've had free for 20 years, right? And then they get to the NBA and get their ass kissed even more. Why? Because there's no coach that has any balls to teach these guys how to do stuff. And there's no owner and there's no commissioner and there's no media person that will call them out. Why? Because everyone's worried about their own ass because no one owns it. How much more simple can I put it? There are,
1: though. They just – the Lakers never hire them.
2: No, it has nothing to do with that. It's society turning into this. So... It's a microcosm of it. It's what it is. No one's holding these guys accountable because the second you do, you get called boomer, old man. Hey, stop being like that. This is the 2024. It's not the 60s, and people get scared, okay? But no one has the nuts. Well, even the Belichicks and the Sabins are gone now. We're effed. Those are the, some of the few left, some of the few left. I was asked, Joe, why do you like Nick Saban so much? Why do you keep talking about him? Well, didn't you cheer for Michigan? Yes, I did cheer for Michigan because family comes first. But what we lost the last couple of days is we were losing what used to matter. Accountability. We're losing what used to matter. Now, uh, it's okay, Joe, you know, you know, you know, we'll get him next time. No, no, we won't. We have a mediocre product with mediocre people, pleasing mediocre people.
1: That's a project. That's a projection. And I, 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 I could safely say that myself and Gerald did not consider ourselves
2: mediocre people. Well, if you took what I said uh, as an insult, uh, then you totally missed what I was saying.
0: Okay. And on that note,
2: because, uh, well, actually, technically, we are mediocre watching this trash. We should we should be doing something else, to be honest with you. But we enjoy doing the show. So we can't Uh,
1: and, you know, I I enjoy the company, whether we win or lose. That's that's why I keep coming back. It's not just because we're a Lakers show and we need to be here. I mean, I'm I'm here win or lose if I can be. Uh, I I enjoy the company. I enjoy the comment section. I enjoy our subs. Yeah, it would be great if they had a better product because that might that might incur uh, you know uh, um, higher higher numbers, so to speak. But that being said, gotta deliver the goods, Joe. And you know, you, we could go. It's true, it, like it's, but it's like it's beyond, it's 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 not a mediocre product because at least that would infer that it's up and down. Like, are the, the problem is the Lakers have way too many dips and not enough high val, not enough high peaks. Gerald, that that's why you can't consider it mediocre. It's like. Mediocre is like win two, lose two; win three, lose three. It's more like the Lakers win five, lose three; win se- win seven of ten, lose eight of twelve. Like there are way too many variations, way too many variations to consider it mediocre. Yeah, the record is mediocre, but their their play varies from god awful to some somewhat somewhat good. But, I mean, how many quality wins do we have, Gerald? Like, how many quality wins? You would say the Clippers win was a quality win, right? Yep. So, we've had two of those. Would you qualify anything else as a quality win, Gerald?
0: well they've had the the streak that they took to go to the in season the beloved in season uh, tournament new, new which orleans which everybody still makes as an excuse look, they're you, 5 and 11 since the ist they'll throw that in your face my friend
1: you yeah well i mean you beat new orleans by 40 points Gerald, and, and the lakers and pelicans have both gone in different directions since then
0: that they have that they have
1: so i mean you can't you can't even qualify that as a quality win because the pelicans are still crap then um I, I, let's, it's, it's not good. There, there are only, you have only two quality wins all year. That, that's, that's, that might get you a play-in game. That might. It might not though, because you're competing with uh, Golden State and Phoenix for a play-in. Now, if you, Gerald, if you had said, you know what, Gerald? Somebody had told you the Los Angeles Lakers will be competing for a play-in tournament spot with the Golden State Warriors and the Phoenix Suns. Your response would be
0: where did the season go wrong and who got hurt?
1: Right. Meanwhile, LeBron and AD have been healthy relatively for the whole season. And it 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 goes it just goes to show, Gerald. It it's obvious. It's obvious that before the season began, I'm sure A D and LeBron were sitting by the pool drinking some margaritas and talk and eating some Taco Tuesdays and discussing that. You know what? LeBron probably told him, Gerald, this is this might be my last run. This might be my last go here where I can physically and mentally prepare myself for the grind that we're about to go to. But I need you to be healthy. You need to be your healthy, focused Anthony Davis this year. And for the most part, he has been. Yet, we stink. We stink. And that should be a major, major issue for Polinka and for Ham and for Bus because now you should have it in the back of your mind that, LeBron LeBron th- thought that if he got through to AD and if he was healthy, that they could make a run. Well, they've both been healthy relatively speaking, and the Lakers are are their record is mid and their 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 play has been very a variance of, of god awful to pretty good. That's not gonna get it done. And you know what, Gerald? I think some Laker fans, including myself, are starting to believe that this may be just LeBron's last season as a Laker. Because if, if they're, this would be the 2018, 2019, 2019, 2020 chip, 2021,
0: 21, 22. Yes. So I'll tell you what, it's, it's been a rocky road, absolutely. And, uh, Alan, I know, brought up a good point as well uh, as far as his question, which I'll answer in a second. But go ahead, Magic Matt, and finish up, my friend. Yeah,
1: no, I was just going to say, Gerald, so out of those six seasons that he's played, five of them would be uh, what, he would, what LeBron would define as disappointing.
0: Uh, well, let me ask you this, though. And again, the Lakers do lose 127-109. to 109. They fall to 19 10th place in the Western Conference. Let me ask you this, Joe. Alan said in the chat, if LeBron ADC Ham is not good enough to make a run and the top of the Lakers refuse to fire him, at what point do they give up? Kind of looks like they gave up tonight, Joe, really quickly.
2: I don't think AD or LeBron have any power over anything, except LeBron had the power to agree to uh, or push the rest book trade a couple of years ago that's about it other than that that's been a it's been a disaster since and they're probably not going to ever listen to him okay. that
1: wasn't my, that was that was my point but okay yeah I first agree of with all that. I wasn't answering a question
2: that involved what you said. No, it was said that was so oh Alan yeah pay attention Sean otherwise I'm gonna have to smack you you know again uh the the team is you know we, we use these words of what depressing uh crap he sucks this fired. guy sucks they're just pathetic i mean there's it, it, but they they hear it on they hear it with a bunch of dicks online so they can justify that by going ah these guys are idiots because it is idiots a bunch of people are just yapping The difference between them and us is we're giving you concrete information, information that's based off of what we've been watching over and over and over again. This isn't just stuff that's trying to make ourselves feel better. This does not make us feel better talking smack about our own team. But just like if you were raising children or had somebody in the house like a sibling, and they come home after they just i don't know took a bat to a to a to a mailbox with their friends right they just destroyed public property technically it's public property it's a federal offense to mess up federal items and then of course it is private property as well what do you do to that sibling or that child you punish them but and of course you, you you start to sit there and go what were you thinking you know where was your rationale there where was your common sense well you know it wasn't just a couple of dolts making a bad decision oh well they're 14 you know they were having a little fun now imagine that i want you guys to pay, i want you to pay attention when i say this there used to be an age stop somewhere there where once you got the like 21, 22, you couldn't use that excuse. Now, I want you to imagine this. 20 years after that, there are still 40-year-olds living with their parents. And they're like, well, the economy is down. Well, it's Biden's fault. Well, there's a war. Well, Gerald's the host of Lakers Fast Break. Every excuse on the planet now has come on board. When does it stop? It won't. And all the discussions of, well, I was, I grew up where I had to knock rocks together to, to, to get fire. And I'm like, you needed to knock rocks to get fire in 2014? What the, what, what kind of bohemian island were you on that we didn't know about?
1: Yeah, you're the not grills.
2: grills. The amount of BS this all just is, is exactly that. And no matter how much you point to facts and actual analyzation based off of visual things, those who feel like they don't want to have that responsibility, they don't want someone that they like to be looked on bad, or themselves, they're going to go, well, you're just outdated and you're being too harsh. And I'm being too harsh that a six foot seven, 215 pound man won't play a professional game where he's getting paid millions of dollars to play because he got a little owie on his mouth. (laughs) And you're going to call me out on that? For getting an owie. We watched guys like Kobe play with grapefruits in his knee. We watched Michael Jordan never miss a game the last three years during his bull run. You're going to sit there and tell me I'm the problem? We're the problem? That Trevor Lane and Mike Trudell and all those suck up, kiss ass freaking punks aren't the problem? Because there's no accountability anywhere. There's no accountability to anything. We reward trash more and more as we go on. And this is the result. Look at, look at the, I'll get off the Laker thing for a second, just so you know I'm not, a, you know, just killing my own here. But I want to go into the, uh, let's go into the Adam Silver convincing Draymond Green not to retire. The guy's been useless for two years he finally gets a good idea and you talk him out of it. This is the leader of the NBA. What the hell is he doing? This is your leadership. They don't deserve to be watched. And Laker fans, real Laker fans are not showing up to games anymore. Look at the crowd. You know, even the corporate ones back in the day were, were legit Laker fans. Normally corporate games you know you had a you had a justification Oh, they don't care about the real fans in might go but the lakers were the exception lakers had corporate fans that were diehards we got lucky there
1: yeah you're right except
2: their skank why uh mistresses but that's another story (laughs) so (laughs) yeah the 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 energy is just not there it's not there it's just not there and it's good that at least that's going on because that gives me a little hope that we're not the only ones that are not watching it, what's going on. But I guess the seats are still being filled, so Jeannie doesn't care. But it, at the end of the day, we're going to be here because we do have some value to people who are watching. And we're going to have to use the Laker product, if you can call it that, to continue to do that. And I guess that's that's the silver lining in all this.
1: Well, and and it also goes to show, Jill, that um, if you notice, I have I've been noticing something here. Do you remember how Marc Gasol was treated as a Laker?
0: Oh, he was. Yeah, it was just a bad fit, and it just yeah, they just whatever we thought he was going to give, you know, at his at declining years, it just wasn't it wasn't he, and he was, he was no longer mobile yeah. enough to do what he needed mm-hmm. to do on defensive yeah. end and and uh they really had no idea what to do with him offensively mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even though he still had the gifts as far as being able to pass the ball whatnot you could just see that they had no clue how to integrate him into the offense
1: uh do you remember how Wes matthews jr was treated gerald
0: he was not treated very well either. Yeah, yeah out He went on to play at high threatened. level. His first. family was you know threatened. One? Yes.
1: Yeah. And uh, Danny.
0: Uh, Danny Green.
1: Danny Green. Danny Green's was threatened too, and his family took a lot of. And this year, who was who was getting a lot of that same sick, twisted behavior drilled? Darvin Ham, and he is a terrible, no good, very bad coach on the court, no doubt about it. Yet he was basically treated like West Matthews, like Danny Green, like Marcus All. I mean, I mean, you know, the Laker fans need to start taking some accountability about about the team for themselves. I mean you don't really support your own players, some of you. You just, your sick, twisted people don't really understand what you're watching and you just want to take your anger and direct it at an inappropriate person. And that is also a big reason, Gerald, why some, <clears throat> I'll say some, of the noise is often ignored because we tarnish our reputation as Laker fans ourselves because we have morons as fans, and there are morons in every fan base, no doubt about it, no doubt about it. But it 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 just it it shows that almost every year for the past, I'd say, since 2019, there is always 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 a whipping post for laker fans inappropriately directing anger at and it's a problem because that is poorly reflected when these people and i'm talking these people i'm talking about genie bus rob lincoln now darvin ham when these people talk amongst themselves and they ridicule us they diminish our opinions they um, deflect what we have to say. I mean, if, from if if I didn't know any better, Gerald, I would say Jeannie Buss resents Laker fans. I would say she resents a lot of us.
0: I'm sure it's there's a love-hate relationship with Lakers fans. She loves the money that we give them, but hates the fact that we share opinions and we have opinions of our own. Like this one from Intel Wild in the Super Chat Uh, truly appreciate you super chatting with us. You can do so. It really helps us out. And we obviously prioritize it on the super chat. When you do Joe Intel wild says Kobe had more heart than his, than this entire team, zero Mamba mentality here. And Joe, I can't agree anymore with that. Uh, You know, that's just an absolutely perfect statement from Intel wild right there.
2: Kobe's loved because his work ethic resonated to the grandmother who didn't watch the Laker games but knew about the Laker games, the women who took care of other people's kids and then came home and took care of her kids, that's who Kobe identified with and vice versa. That goes a long way. It matters. You don't become a guy who couldn't walk the – it's, it's mind boggling to imagine that a city of Hollywood movie stars for a hundred plus years, some of the greatest entertainers, some of the greatest icons in, of, of, of a city, are pale in comparison to one guy named Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant could not go and walk the streets of L.A. He it wouldn't last. That's how big he was. To the point where Raja Bell clotheslines him, and he's getting threats from La M guys that he's gonna get clipped. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But who makes something out of something like that up, right? I don't know. But at the end of the day, we saw the last era, folks. Let's just be happy with it. Just like me being a Steeler fan and seeing the last great. Steeler dynasty, which wasn't really a dynasty, but that that 2004, I should say 2003, 2011 team that went to three Super Bowls was the last of the, the true football, you know, the true football where you saw football, the Raven Steeler legacy. That's, that, that was a big thing. That's the biggest rivalry of my uh, football life. And now we have everything continually to get soft and soft and soft and soft and soft, and soft to the point where a, a comedian can't get up on stage anymore at an award show and just make a couple of jokes. Without somebody pissing and vinegaring everywhere. Where does it end? We have to go on Netflix, listen to Chappelle talk, then some comes out of nowhere with some kind of weapon on stage. You know, it's just it's it's exhausting. It's okay. 5430, Drew. It's exhausting to listen and to watch mediocrity be rewarded with chicken people around it 5445 got it y'all make wow. me sick i want i want to know i want you all to know you soft ass snatches make me sick you make me sick you'll always make me sick you've made me sick i wasn't this bad 10 years ago because it wasn't this bad 10 years ago Cool, bro, I certainly hope bad. you don't use
0: this language. As it wasn't before. this
2: bad 10 years before then.
0: Please it's, don't. It's cool, starting
2: bro. to get now. It is getting like now. You guys make me sick. You can't tell a joke anymore without you whining. You can't stop crying when you don't get what you want. Grow the F up. You will never get what I have. I got what I had because I pulled it out of somebody's chest. That's why. And I earned it. You guys all need to start earning it. Especially those who aren't born with 40 verticals and who can make a jump shot. And which most of us can't. Is, that, ahead, is that real life for you? Is That's that what you guys want to hear?
1: With the prices of houses these days, you know, I have a, I have a couple of friends who happen to be where Joe was talking and, uh, it's not for lack of trying. So not every, uh, Gen Z-er is living at home voluntarily. Mm-hmm. But he's right about those who tell him <laughs> how to live. He's right about that. He's absolutely right about that. And so is anybody else. And quite frankly, you know, aside from the, the complaining and bitching joke, do you have any solutions to these problems? Because purge. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Purge. What do you do to cancer when someone gets it early? Oh, mm-hmm. Pull up the F out.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this this isn't Hollywood where, you know, we're. I'm talking about real life. So am I.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So am you I. You can't get
2: rid of cancer unless you get it all it's just real that's that's real we have too much trash too many just too right. many well then you know what happens
1: you know what happens to a city that has too much trash joe enlighten me they either move
2: it to-
1: <laughs> they either move it to- <laughs> they either move it down the road or they take the garbage that only depends the ocean. if there's a that only depends if there's the a Chinese out out the ocean. coming. They take the garbage out ocean? if you're the San ocean.
2: Francisco, you leave it there. But as soon as a foreign entity comes into town, they clean it up in three days. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, but okay. I like I have no idea what you're talking Gerald about. Gerald knows what I'm talking about. I
0: know, do you, <laughs> Gerald? Yes. You know exactly what he's talking about, but let's not get into that. I have no idea what he's talking about. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers fast break podcast. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team. Listen to the guys at inside sports, fantasy football, for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Insight Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do lose 127-109. to 109. So with that said, Magic Man, I bring it back to you. In two days, the Lakers, I was assuming by the time that they would go to Utah, when but when the calendar turned to 2024, Sean, the Lakers had several home games on their schedule mm-hmm. upcoming, mm-hmm. and the one road game was against a Utah team that, at the time, was just starting out their winning streak and was, you know, still thought of as a floundering team at that point in time.
1: Gerald, we're going to get smoked.
0: There you go. That we're going to get
1: smoked. Into- it's it's going to be a bloodbath in yep. uh, Salt Lake. The, because things have changed
0: in the past two weeks, have they? They
1: had, they have. They're like, to be frank, ladies and gentlemen, it wouldn't surprise me at all if the second unit of the Utah Jazz outscores the Lakers' starting five, because Will Hardy essentially has two two starting units, and either if if he replaced his bench unit with his starters, wouldn't be a big difference. They're both they're both playing exceptionally well drilled, um, and again. Uh, This is an example of, you know, an oxymoron, like literally. So, uh, Will Hardy doesn't have the resources that Darvin Ham does. He doesn't have the kind of reach that Darvin Ham does. Yet, Will Hardy is a better coach, better tactician, better communicator, and gets more out of his bench than Darvin Ham could ever get out of his, and quite frankly, you know, Darvin Ham spent all those dinners with Taylor Taylor Jenkins, right, Gerald? All those, all those nights spending time together. When did he really learn anything? No, no. I mean, it's great that you you, you bonded and you're friends and you have dinner together and tuna casserole and potato salad. That's wonderful. You didn't learn dick from him. You didn't learn dick from him, Darvin. And Will Hardy is going to expose you again. And that's all I got to say, Gerald. It's not going to be much of a game. I can tell you
0: that. Well, that's a shame because again, we still hear what's going on with you know the left knee soreness or the facial contusions or the uh, migraines or the calf strain. Because
1: Ger- Gerald, d- did you did you notice a big difference about what happened tonight as opposed as opposed to um, uh, the previ- previous say five games? He is. He reverts to drop coverage almost all the time. It's like you can you can literally watch a Lakers game and I can and, and I'll do this on Saturday or the next game if somebody wants me to. I will definitely do this. You can pinpoint exactly when he's he's not going to run drop coverage because it's very rare. It's it's exceedingly rare. I mean not only can not only can he not adjust defensively because he wants to put a square peg in a round hole and i'll i'll say it again and i is Zangerstein in the comments section gerald
0: i haven't seen her no, i haven't so. seen
1: her either but i i've noticed you know every time i talk about this um th- there's always a retort the fact of the matter is is that it doesn't matter how good your individual defense is. It doesn't matter anymore in the NBA. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. Okay? Most of the defensive player of the year awards and most of the most of the pub and most of the of the press is big men and drop coverage like Triple J, Marcus All, Brooke Lopez. Giannis Antetokounmpo, or AD. And the fact of the matter is, is that the Mil- the Milwaukee Bucks were able to win a championship on the perimeter. They didn't win a championship because they were able to play great drop coverage, Gerald. They won a championship because Giannis, Drew Holiday, along with a couple of other guys, were able to limit the Phoenix Suns on the perimeter, okay? Now, to mention the fact that when the Lakers won their title, uh, Frank Vogel incorporated very unique defensive schemes. Very unique. If, um, for example, that first game with the Portland Trail Blazers, they were basically hitting every single three-point shot. Gerald, so Vogel made adjustments, right? So he bl- he would blitz ball handlers, and then he would a- he would ask Caruso and or LeBron. To play a little bit of off man. So there'd be less space to operate. Darvin Ham does not k- come up with these adjustments because he's incapable. He's not smart. He doesn't think the game through. It's obvious sticking his hands in his pockets or it, he's over his head. He's over his head and it gets worse the better coaching he is against. I mean, vote Phoenix doesn't have really good perimeter defenders, but yet they still smack the Lakers around tonight.
0: Well, the one thing I want to add in here is Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves uh, did look dejected. He was the only one of the Lakers who at the very end of the game looked like he actually cared because that the Lakers lost by by so much, Joe, but. I don't want to hear any more of this talk of him being untouchable. I don't want to hear any more talk of him being a guy that you certainly cannot trade. We need to just stop that right now. Absolutely just stop. I don't care how nice his contract is. I don't care what you think of him personally. I don't care if the fact that you think he's the greatest thing since sliced bread, he is a terrible, and I'm going to repeat this, Joe, terrible defender. And when it comes right down to it, Magic Man and Joe, he is someone that, however decent things he does from time to time on the offensive end, it doesn't make up for the fact that you saw him tonight. If we match up against the Phoenix Suns, guess what? He's getting matched up against Beale, who torched him, lit him up tonight. That dumpster fire that was created tonight, part of that was created by Austin Reese's defense. Looked like a statue as, as B.O. was just popping off on him, Joe. Just, it is just terrible that we still people, there's still people out there that think that he is an untouchable player, and they've got to realize that Austin Reeves, however many good things that he does, he still has these deficiencies in his game that will go ahead and cost us games in that fashion. So I just think that maybe you should think about as your, what does that sound? Is that your chair again? The magical chair? Yeah. Okay. Well, again, he's not an untouchable. That's all I want to get to at this point.
2: Uh, I don't I don't know what kind of publication you read where they said that he's untouchable, but ESPN,
0: uh, the guys on ESPN, I don't the local. Oh
2: god. Yeah, you know, the, the fact that you're listen while listening to anything those clowns are saying is that that's on you. Let, let's just put it this way. I'm gonna use an analogy. The Iliad had really good stories well know.
1: brian windhorse does blow a lot of uh farts in the wind so
2: okay can i continue
1: no
0: yes you can for those of you watch
2: the movie troy there's a scene where the prince troy
1: hurts. oh my god you're using troy oh my yes. god
2: you You gonna let me finish oh my
1: god no i I'm like Kawhi Leonard listening to Nick Nurse talk about the G League.
2: What happens to Paris when he fights Menelaus? Well, I'm going to use Austin Reeves as Paris. And Menelaus is Durant tonight. That's, that's what Darvin Ham does. He already puts a guy who's incapable of doing something. And he makes him try to keep doing it when you know he can't. He's not going to win that fight. And I'm not trying to get Austin off the hook here, but we all know who he is. So why don't you adjust his game a little bit so that he isn't put in compromising positions? But he's the leadership and the coaching on this team is just not gonna work. And that's putting it lightly, beyond lightly. When are we going to see some coherent decision-making in that? And that is what took us out of the game early. He put Austin Reeves on Durant. Durant was shooting over him the whole time. And he had him guarding uh, Bradley Beal a couple of times too, right? Bradley Beal decided to play basketball today, by the way. I Don't be surprised if he's out for two weeks after today because that's the kind of operation he runs. And... I feel like the redundancy of this discussion is, is just what it is. I, I am talking about how he doesn't know how to play defense is just it's a, is a waste of our time. There needs to be more discussion on why Garvin Ham continues to throw. And I'll use a football analogy here for Sean so that he feels better. Uh, how about stop putting your receiver in a position to get decapitated by the, by the safety. And that's what Darvin Ham does to his players. So the little, uh, the little, uh, Salem witch little thing going on where they're all talking to the athletic. Who the hell are the athletics? What is the athletic? What do they do? They're still doing secret stuff. Is that what they do?
0: Well, check it out says we love Cam. I don't think he could be further from the truth on that. If you remember for months on this show, I was saying we do not need Cam. We're talking on about game.
2: the same stupid crap every game. But
0: we get called out that said we love Cam. I don't give Cam
2: a crap about getting called out. It has nothing to do with us. we uh, what's going they're saying
0: on. We, we love Cam. They're Why saying we love Cam. Why is
2: Darvin Ham putting Austin on Durant? Answer me that question.
1: No because one's he's, talking about it. Because he's stupid.
2: No one is talking about it. Not after the Laker game, with Sportsnet. Not on ESPN. Not Stephen A. Smith. None of those guys. Where's the information that matters? Why are you putting Austin Reeves on Durant if he sucks on defense? Explain this to me.
1: All right, I I, I can I can sum it up this way. Um, we we were talking about this on playback. Uh, the fact of the matter is, is that a company, a company like Disney, and they own ESPN, does not want controversy, Joe. They want their vanilla paste, Mike Greenberg, and Mike Breen, and I don't know who else is on that uh, network. Gerald, I don't get a ESPN regularly, but the fact You're of the lucky. matter is, it's just, it's just a Rolodex go to sports center, then go to the, then go to uh, pardon the interruption, and then go to the game. And as soon as the game's over, we'll go back to sports center. Okay. Now here
0: it is. Now check it out. Well, I just want to get, check it out. Um, Not a mod. He's just a guest, by the way, it is John Costa, of the Lakers corner. He said something nice about ham. So that instantly means that we all love camp. So because uh, we say something nice about one player, one game, that means we instantly all love that individual. Check it Pro- out. You need to check it out.
1: Check it out. Yeah, <laughs> it, don't be para- Don't be paralyzed in the moment, man. Like nobody on this panel has wow, ever. Wow, that was has, a
0: that was a brain fart. By check it out. It yeah. really,
1: it, it really is, man. Because nobody on this panel is, was ever advocating that he should that Cam Reddish should be a cemented starter. Nobody, nobody. You can't, Ger, Gerald. Gerald has said it over and over again. You're starting shooting guard,
0: can't cannot score, have he to score five, more than five points, five a, points game. a
1: game. We talk about this. Like it was great this, when he
0: was leading the NBA in and, steals and, for and the this, month of and, November, but that was November.
1: And this is the issue I've been talking about with people. Like, check it out, and dude, if you're a subscriber and you watch us, appreciate it. But the fact is, if you say if you say that with a straight face, you're casual. And, because and one
0: guy made a compliment for one player that automatically means he loves – we all love that player.
1: No, because we all have Woo. individual opinions. I mean, there's a there's a disclaimer that Gerald puts on the Reed. show.
0: Well, not I'll have to add it to this show. But, yeah, Joe, I mean, my God, because you said the, something uh, nice about like, someone opi- sometime, yeah. that means you automatically – all of us love that individual. Automatically <laughs> love that player because you said something nice. Check you said it out. Something nice about Adam, you you, you or who doesn't matter. You said something nice about someone, whether it's Adam Silver, or some at some point in time, Joe and Sean. That means we automatically love them, regardless.
1: Yeah, no doubt, no doubt drilled, Woo. and no, we don't. Um, you know, we've been at when when it's called upon, and people have receipts, and we need to check ourselves. We check ourselves, but check it out, check on out because. That opinion is completely erroneous. Nobody has ever advocated that Cam should be a, a cemented starter for the Lakers, averaging five points a game.
0: I love it. John's not even here and he gets hit, man. I got to tell him that when he comes back here on that. Remind me, Magic, man, to have him check it out. I will. will. Check it out. Check it out. (laughs) (laughs) Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do lose one twenty-seven to one Oh nine guys. We're going to head on here out here in a few minutes. I do have Sam Yip who writes for all Lakers and also who's hype. He is going to be heading on over here tomorrow for a good interview. Hopefully we'll talk about the Lakers and hopefully he will not beat around the bush when it comes to Los Angeles Lakers, but before we head on out, it is NFL Wild Card Weekend. I thought I would give you guys a chance to go ahead and share your thoughts. Um, Joe, I'm going to start with you first, and I'll get you, Magic Man. Your thoughts on the Wild Card Weekend? I know you're Steelers, man. Are they going to go ahead and pull off the big upset this weekend? No. Okay. I didn't think so either, so just saying. Magic Man, uh, so what is some of the action for you coming up this weekend for the uh, for the NFL playoffs?
1: Yeah, Gerald, should be an interesting weekend. You know, I, I, I think um, there's there's going to be a couple games. I think that disappoint. I don't think anyone's going to be happy with the um, with the um, doomsday game that uh, Miami's in for. Um, Miami, Mi- and
0: Kansas City, by the way.
1: Yeah, minus fifteen at this point could, could get lower, could go to minus 18 or minus 20. Um, Miami dolphins have never played a very good playoff game in the snow drilled, even when they had Dan Marino. Um, So historically they're a dud when it comes to games in the snow and the blizzard. So I expect the Kansas city chiefs to just uh, steamroll them.
0: Can I ask you a question though? I asked this of Chris, why is, Tampa Bay hosting the game because they won their division to a Philadelphia team that's two games better than they are. Can we get rid of these archaic rules that I thought that it's supposed to be based off your how well you did this season? But these archaic rules where a division winner magically gets a home game, I think that's a bunch of BS, guys. Don't you? <laughs>
1: That's tough. That's tough, Gerald. Philadelphia
0: um, two games better than. That.
1: I know, I know, but it's just it's it, you know, th- there's there's um, there's a carrot at the end of that winning your division though, regardless. Like I, I get it, should I just understand getting into what the you're the playoffs. Thinking. That should be the well, carrot. Yeah, and and Gerald, usually it's one of those two divisions, isn't it? It's either the AFC South that has like a seven to nine winner. Or the NFC South that has like a, a eight eight.
0: Or uh, I remember nine. the I remember when Chris Chris said in in the uh, ISFF to give you guys a preview. If you check out Inside Sports Fantasy Football, he commented on when the Seahawks won their division at seven and nine and won a, and got a home game. Now they won their home
1: game. Yeah, they, didn't they beat New Orleans? Yes. Yeah, in, I thought in, so. Good yeah.
0: memory. Yeah. So they end up winning, but I don't know if that's really fair, but Joe, any other games that stand out to you guys, both you and Sean before we head on out this weekend, the Rams for cool bro at, at Detroit. No.
1: Yeah. The Rams, the Rams will win that game. Um, you know, bite, biting kneecaps has, uh, kind of turned that, uh, that team around Gerald, but, um, you know, they won one game in December and, uh, that was it. I, I They were the Detroit Lions for the rest of the month, uh, especially in that Dallas game. Um, you know, I think they're still, still a year or so away, Gerald. And by the way, I I think it, it would have behooved Dane Campbell and that organization to rest some of their players, Gerald, and they got hurt in that last game. And I, I think uh, the Rams will be able to take advantage of that. Uh, other than that, Gerald, don't, Gerald, don't be surprised if Tampa Bay wins that game. Don't be shocked. Um, Philadelphia's defense has been leaking oil. Um, and again, just goes to show you, Gerald, uh, a team that has bad assistants um, playing pretty poorly and just goes to show that assistant coaching and preparation matter more than anything else. In the, in the avenue of sports uh, I will say this um, You know The Steelers and the Bills Is an interesting matchup Because I mean If it's 17-13 or something like that In the fourth quarter Oh uh, man I'd be really nervous If I was a Buffalo Bills fan I would be extremely nervous Considering you've just won six in a row If you lose to the Steelers Yeesh Eee.
0: i'm doing the bugs Bunny here eee. but joe will like it that's for sure if the steelers win he'll be a happy camper something that he isn't tonight with the lakers getting their ass kicked 127 mm-hmm. to 109
1: no i will say this Gerald. i'm i'm calling an upset i think the houston texans beat the cleveland browns
0: i called that yeah that was my woof 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 doghouse pick of the week so there you go I agree with you, sir. I'll take the two points on that one. Joe, uh, I know you said no action as far as any talking on any of the games, the football, but uh, how about the Lakers? Any last thoughts on the Lakers? Because I'm sure our audience is saying, you know, just got to let you talk, my friend.
2: Lakers suck donkey dick.
0: (laughs) Apple's going to have a field day when I throw this up there. Oh,
1: my God. Yeah, what the hell?
2: Uh,
0: Nothing. I can't, well, I can, can you too, I could kick you off uh, yes, I can do a lot of things
1: speak oh. without swearing you Temecula heathen that's
0: okay, you're already on this channel and on Facebook and our Twitch and Twitter, they've already there heard of a curse for two hours
2: dick around there, so it's not really a cuss word
0: yes, but the implied <laughs> connotation still still gets a lot of people nervous but then again, you heard but, but, Joe but, 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 uncut there's a
2: ring to Dick Glassford though, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, there's a gosh. ring to Dick Soro as well. No. no it yeah, no. It, does. No,
0: it, yes, it does. Yes it does. Yes it does. Yes it does. It doesn't flow at all. Yeah, it flows very Dick nicely after. Glassford running. is smooth. Dick Soro. What's up Dick Soro? Dick Soro. Hey, say it as one word. Dick Soro. Hey, there you go. It's terrible. Well, Sorrell's a dick. There you go, Dick Sorrell. <laughs> Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. <laughs> Search says Joe is my brother. LOL, LOL indeed. Thank you. All high. Oh, I get. I get. I guess, I guess, I guess
1: that means. I guess that means it's a shit for brain twins.
0: <laughs> Cobra cool says Magic Man is my brother. We're all picking family members here on the Lakers fast break. Anything to detract from the Lakers. Pitiful performance tonight, 127 to 109. They're now two and three on the homestand. I never thought I would actually be saying that. I thought that, you know what, they're gonna turn things around, get some home cooking two weeks. By the time they hit Utah, everything would be fine. But yeah, as we see now, that is definitely not the case. How is Ham's job status? You know, what is what is he's gonna go and say now? We don't know. I mean, the the questions after. As far as the press conference has been, all about uh, how Austin Reed's got roasted by Bradley Beal and Kevin Durant, and uh, I guess Jovan Buha hasn't. Wait, he
1: a... see? Oh. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I...
0: but ahead, Gerald,
1: Andrew. yeah, no, I'm sorry for interrupting, my friend. No, all good. Sorry, sorry, Papa. I was just gonna say, Dick Soro. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. I, I almost lost my train of thought there. It's, not, it's, not,
2: cool, it's bro. not that funny actually. Yeah, it funny. It,
1: it, it's it's very amusing.
2: Hilarious. It's hilarious. It's, hilarious. It's, it's ahead,
1: very man. it's very amusing actually. Um
0: search and destroy like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh it was, Gerald, you said that
2: before you that said it. Right. No,
0: it, it,
1: Gerald, it's like it's almost as if when you like okay, I'll kind of use an example here. So it's for Austin Reeves in this this issue, we know he's being picked on. We know he's going to get cooked. And we know defensively we are going to leak oil at times because on consecutive possessions, he's going to be continued to be worked on. Now, if you're fishing, Gerald, and you have a great spot, right? You 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 picked a great spot. If your lines aren't really catching anything after, like, a week, you pick a new spot. You, you pick a new spot, man. Like, it's, it's the same with coaching and adjusting. You have to be able to put Austin Reeves in situations where he can succeed. He's not doing that. He's not doing that. And you know, if if Austin if Austin ends up being being the car being in the car wash and being constantly sick cycled through, yeah, that some of that's on him, but a lot of that is on the coaching staff and his teammates. It is because because Gerald, he's the one that takes the licks. On uh, in the comments section and on the platforms. And he's the one who takes the licks um, from the commentators. And yet there he was. He was the only Laker tonight who had a mean mug on his face because he was pissed off about what happened. And at least Austin Reeves, you could say whatever you want about his defense, about some of his other other qualities one quality that guy has Gerald is and reminds me a lot of somebody who have just lost is true grit true grit at least he's willing to take the take the shots in order to try and better himself and he's willing to be emotional about it and not mm, hey it's all right everybody it's all right. It's it's a Thursday night in Los Angeles. We're just gonna have a good time. No, at least that dude's got the right attitude. May not reflect on the court sometimes, but he's got the he's got the best attitude of any of those dudes in that locker room.
0: So I ask you this, Joe, before we head on out. You know, I've been flipping through the various accounts for. Post-game quotes from the Lakers, because usually we get a bevy of them from Dave McMenamin, Mike Trudell, Yohan Buha, the whole crew. <laughs> all I've been able to find was the Kevin Durant until Jovan Buha just now put something up in regards to Anthony Davis when he questioned him. Now get this, Joe, something that we've been pointing out all season long. His question was, your three-point defense has struggled for a while. You think? How do you address that without compromising other parts of your defense? His reaction and Anthony Davis's comment on this was, he said, quote, realizing that everybody, no matter what their numbers are, shoots well against us. The Joe Soro theory. If a guy is shooting 10%, he's going to shoot 40 against us. Just knowing that there hasn't been a time where the numbers have told the truth to us when we've played guys. I mean, even Brad's been struggling. So we got to play everybody like their Steph when they play us because these guys, not just this team, everybody has shot the ball well against us, which is something you've been pointing out as far as them shooting well. And for me, I've been pointing out as far as this perimeter defense been horrid all season long, Joe, what does that tell you when AD vents with those kind of frustrations? Well, it only adds
2: to why I like AD because he sees what we see. The, Clipper game actually they actually played good perimeter defense and that they haven't done it since even the Toronto game was a struggle to get them to play good perimeter defense good three point defense but they were able to combat that because they got to the line due to some you know questionable calls or being more aggressive whichever one you, you want to call it um it's not, it's not one thing that's causing this. It's a, an array of bad habits that have never been broken and not creating good ones. It's just not a mentally smart team. It's not a mentally, these guys are trying to stay in the league. Some of them, so their focus isn't about winning really. They want want another contract. Somebody like Cam Reddish, Christian Wood is trying to get another, you know, his big contract. When you have players that are trying to get what they want without the winning part, it's kind of difficult to do that. And they don't really have any incentive to go that route anyways because their leaders are not really good at doing that right now. That includes LeBron and AD, despite the fact that AD's been playing very very well. For this to bother us and it not bother them uh, I guess I guess that might there might be some truth there because there's still a, a huge incentive for them in the end. They still get paid their millions of dollars. Most of the people that are watching the game are trying to pay their rent they're trying to look for that release, that excitement and that even that's gone to crap. Now that's where the dislike grows as well. For some of us, we're not in that position, obviously, but it's more of the time wasting. My issue is the time I'm wasting watching these clowns try to form some kind of a basketball team, especially with some of the most talented players that's ever played at the forefront. That's the frustrating part. No practice, still can't be showing up the, still not showing up the games. No uh, criticism within their circles, still not showing up. So i you're sitting there going, okay, what what what's going to get these guys motivated to win? There isn't. There's no incentive for them. There's no pressure. All it is is internet trolls who have been trolling about anything from video games to why shredders. And their house isn't working, whatever it is. And people just look at them and go, hey, eh, they're just, you know, a bunch of overgrown children yapping at me. I don't care. But those who actually say the truth either get ostracized or there's somebody like us who aren't there yet.
0: But Joe, Austin Reeves' defense, it's fine, it's good. It's been great. That's what we've been told. Every time we called it out, we've been calling it out, Joe and Sean, since FIBA. Derek
2: Fisher's defense was terrible the last five years of his Laker career. Five, not one, not two, five. That son of a gun, as much as I love him, got Troy Hudson of the Minnesota Timberwolves and Mike Bibby gigantic contracts because of his defense. So this isn't the first time we've seen an integral part of a Laker team have horrid defense. One thing
1: that Derek Fisher wasn't afraid to do was go over screens rather than under. At least he had the balls to do that.
2: But what he did do to make up for it is leadership, something we don't have, and the ability to hit the important shot. So you dealt with it, and Phil Jackson tried to hide it as much as he could the problem was he's, it's very hard to hide that when it mattered. Here, he's getting sautéed in regular season games. If you think it's bad now, wait till playoff time should the Lakers make playoffs. It's going to be 10 times worse. So this is, it, 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 It's a. It's, it's bad in so many different directions that you can't really point to one being more than the other. However, when you are supposed to be the leader of this whole thing, you sh- you know you naturally are going to kind of navigate towards that. But we've we've known Darvin Ham was not a good coach, really, from the first few weeks of him coaching. Um, I knew there was something wrong the moment I heard him open up his mouth, and that's that's the facts on that. And it'll never get better. Um, this this team will win a few games and get us back into the happy place a couple times, but the reality is they are not going to win a championship this year. So enjoy the season as much as you can, but uh, we're, we're just not going to be that team. And we're going to have to really cross our fingers again that uh, somebody stops the Celtics. That's what this year is going to be about.
0: Once again, it is the Lakers losing 127-109. They're 19-20 and on the season, 10th place in the Western Conference. The team that they're tied with, Utah, guess what? They're going to go visit them on Saturday, and we'll be here to go ahead and cover it all. Plus, tomorrow we do have, again, like I said, writer Sam Yip, who works for All Lakers, who works for Hoops Hype, and he's written for a lot of other great publications. He's going to stop on by to talk to the Lakers. Magic Man, any last thoughts before we head on out?
1: I was hoping that, you know, Gerald, we wouldn't have to be in the same place at the same time talking about the same sad, lackluster, lack of testicular fortitude because you have a deficit of that right now about the Lakers. And it seems like this is a merry-go-round, broke-down, Gerald.
0: Yep. It is. Kind of like a Dick Soro. But need not digress on that. Once again, it is the... (laughs) Like Dick in your mouth.
1: All right. That's enough. That's enough. That's That's enough, enough. man. Come on.
2: Don't start a fire and then get mad that the house burned. I'm not mad at all. Yeah, Everything's you are. fine with me. I can see your face you're turning red.
0: sees a smile. My face has been this way for the entire show. Sure Check it has. out. Play the replay, dumbass. No. But once again, it is the Lakers fast you. break. Burned
2: you. You're f-ing burning right now. I'm f-ing burning. Oh, oh burning. Oh god. Yeah, I brought it yeah, down Okay. That's what yeah. it takes
0: you to drop the F-bomb. There you go. Sorry, yeah. it came out. That one was He yes. got, you, got see, you, you, see, you. I got you. Stay. I got, he, he you, got you. you, Dick Sora I got you. He got you. Stay. Once again, it no, is the Laker's Fast got, Break. You got, you got, oh, I'm going to give got, myself Gerald. a pat on the back. I got him. Yeah. Yeah. I got him.
1: You got, got him, him, Gerald. Amazing. You got him.
0: Oh, he's out again. Oh, man. He's still at it again. He's still at it again, indeed. Once again, it is the Laker's Fast Break. It is Joe Soros. I got the in from the muff. Talking smack—that's hilarious. Ah, uh, whatever. You're the muff, Gerald. Uh, you're the Dick Soro. But once again, it is the Lakers' fast break. It is Dick Soro, Joe Soro. Please check him out today. It's Ox nineteen forty-seven. I can't hear you beyond all the hacking. What's going on? But once again, it is the La- <clears throat> it is the Lakers' fast break. Please join us tomorrow where we talk Sam Yip, also as well Magic Manchuk Rice. Truly appreciate him heading up the entire playback. Dot TV slash Lakers Fast Break. It was a great time. Henry, wish him well. He's our guy behind the courtside Lakers. Go ahead and check him out there on courtside Lakers. Give him a shout out. But truly appreciate him. Laker Nick stopped by in the first half. I love how he's, he's like BRB, BR back. He never came back with this mess. He had the right idea all along. Zangerstein mm-hmm. says uh, also Kubro really touched. That's okay, Kubro. It's just nice to have around. You know, it's a fourteen-year-old kid. Zangerstein. It's, it's, it's always glad to hear, but glad you're here, Zangerstein. We were talking about you earlier, so uh, we were wondering if you had actually uh, would show up with your thoughts. But I so know you're probably anybody, yeah. anybody I expect some mess- z notes in the not too distant future. Anybody messes
1: with cool, bro, you're gonna find out where my taekwondo training came from <laughs> because I'm gonna turn into a from the game of death.
0: My bodyguard from the way back going to win the way back movie machine right there. Mm-hmm. Nick, ter- Nick turned into that one
2: guy in uh, summer school with Mark, Mark Harmon, where he went to the bathroom at the beginning of the movie, and then he shows up to, at the end of the movie to take the test. <laughs> Did you guys ever watch that movie? I have, I have. Sean, you ever seen Summer School? Oh, of course. Yeah, that, 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 for those of you who haven't watched it, great 80s flick. Tell you
0: what, though, it's great to have you here trying to cheer you up, trying to provide the therapy you need as Lakers fans after tonight's dismal performance 127 109. Z says she'll write a Z notes after the Jazz game. Oh my gosh, that, that'll be, that should really, be pretty lengthy. That should be, oh my God.
1: It's going to be lengthy.
0: Oh,
2: my gosh. It'll be like, oh. It'll be, this, it'll be the jazz notes at the end of the game.
0: Oh, that's for sure. That's for sure, indeed. Once again, it is the Lakers Fast Break. It is Joe Sorrow, Magic Man John Grice, and me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching and seeing We'll be back tomorrow to talk to Sam Yip. Will he have much to say about the Lakers? Will he have much to say about Darvin Ham? We'll find out what he has to say tomorrow, right here on the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.